George FC is ready for their upcoming match. Simply stunning stuff. Let's get you up to date with Anthony Urcioli and Match Day Preview on the Forge Audio Network. Hey, Forge fans. Anthony Urcioli with you. It is the Match Day Preview. We just had a match, and now we have another. We're being spoiled in the early stages of the Canadian Premier League season. Forge FC opening the season on Saturday at Tim Hortons Field with a draw. 2-2 with Cavalry. Um, because the match is so fresh, we're going to go over that a, li- a little bit because it kind of leads into what we're headed, uh, what we're heading into on Tuesday. Laval, FC Laval, the semi-pro team from the uh, Premier, the Quebec Premier League, which is a, I mean, it's kind of the equivalent of our League One here in Ontario. Laval makes the trip to Tim Hortons Field. Big moment for them. Their first ever appearance as FC Laval in the Canadian Championship Tournament, and they'll be in uh, opening round action against Forge FC, a big one for them. Not a lot to, I mean, really nothing to lose. An amazing experience. So we'll break things down, the quick turnaround for Forge, and then what's to come on the weekend, because Forge, of course, back at it. Um, It's not a bad thing to start the year busy. Uh, They play the Wanderers at home again Saturday at 4 o'clock. So it's, it's a busy stretch of three games in eight days, but again, it's a great way to start the year. I mean, it's a great way to kind of get things going, build up some of that, you know, shake some of that rust off. Because really, it's it's hard to simulate these matches in training and even in playing in friendlies. It just doesn't quite have the same kind of feel to it. And so we talked about that opener against Calvary and the fact that the boys from Calgary were going to be hungry. They really, really wanted the result because... I've said it before, the best team in CPL history not to win a championship. A lot to prove, especially with, I mean, the coaching staff, the core, that's still there. They really wanted that game, and they played like it. They gave Forge all they could handle. Forge needing to come back twice to earn that draw. Jordan Hamilton scored. uh, Noah Jensen scored. And uh, a pair of tying goals is it's it's all Forge could could salvage. So not the result they wanted, but as they joked and Coach uh, Bobby Smirniotis joked after the match, they continue the tradition of not winning on opening day for whatever reason. They just cannot score three points uh, on the in the opening match, and that trend continues maybe next year. All right, so Forge FC, it was an interesting match against Calvary for for many reasons. Number one, this lineup which we know is loaded, some tough decisions needed to be made at striker, at midfield, um, and on defense, really throughout. The only kind of two positions we assumed would be a lock were were the two flanks, right? The two wings, Borges, Schwanier, but who was going to play in the middle? And I guess the answer, just based on what we saw with the Hamilton getting the start, then coming off, then both Pasillas and Campbell got some playing time. And the comments after the match from Bobby Smirnotis, which, by the way, you can go back and check out the match-in review, which is available to the Forge Audio Network uh, to, to just get that. If you missed any of that post or if you missed any of the post-match press conference, you can do so by checking that out. But Bobby talked about it uh, as well. I think what we're going to get is a striker by committee type approach unless one guy really, really starts to to separate himself. And the thing is, the three guys bring so much quality. Like, think about this. The club's leading scorer 
and the all-time leading scorer in CPL history were on the bench for Forge because Jordan Hamilton, who has done a lot in his own right at, at different levels, got the start. I mean, that's the kind of club they, they have, the depth. It's, it's a good problem to have as we say. So Jordan Hamilton got the start in that one. Who will start? I It would be unlikely that he starts this next one against Laval. I don't know. I don't have any insider information, of course, but I only say that because of the depth, and I, I'm assuming they want to get as many bodies rotating as possible because Forge plans and expects to play in a lot of matches over the next year plus with the Canadian Championship matches, with the CONCACAF League, which they hope to qualify for. So they want to keep guys fresh. And also, you not only fresh, but you're playing essentially one match a week for the most part. So it, it's hard to keep, uh, you know, it's hard to get every one minute unless you kind of incorporate this kind of rotation. So they went with Jordan Hamilton. He scored, which is huge for him. And if you ever want to really get a feel for a striker and how effective they can be, a lot of times, watch them off the ball. Watch them when they don't have the ball. Making those smart runs, the movement when the ball is not at your feet is as important, if not more important, than what you do once the ball is in your feet. And Jordan Hamilton is one of those guys. He's just he's he's been playing long enough. He has that he's he has that soccer IQ where you watch him off the ball and you can see what kind of damage he can do if and it's easier it's easy for us to say. We watch the match. It's like it's like when you watch a match and you get a whole view of the field, you're going, uh, so-and-so's open. Why isn't he switching? Why? Well, the players don't have, you know, 360 heads. They're only able to focus what's within their their, their view. So being able to, to spot some of those runs or anticipate them, it's going to come with chemistry. It's going to come with time. It's only going to get better the more Hamilton plays and the more his teammates play with him. Because, again, training is one thing. Pulling it off in a game is something completely different. The other guy that stood out quite a bit in that match, um, and I spoke to, to Bobby after the match about him, Kwesi Poku is a guy who, and this kind of goes with, we'll talk about Noah Jensen in a moment, the other goal scorer, but Kwesi Poku got the start at left back. Ashton Morgan came in as well. It looks like both guys are going to see some time again. You're probably going to see a rotation of sorts there. Kwesi Poku brings something a little different. Ashton Morgan is the veteran presence. He's just, he's a rock. He's solid, so good defensively, so good with his deliveries. Um, him and Borges, he and Borges have, have built that chemistry where they switch off. Um, and they, that is one of those things, that left side, that left flank for Forge. There's a lot going on tactically there in terms of movement, anticipation, um, and skill. And so a guy like Kwesi Poku, who's a natural midfielder, the long strides, he has that length. If he does get into the box, he can do some damage as well. He just brings, it's a different kind of dimension, and he's young, uh, has national team experience. So we're probably going to be seeing a lot of Kwesi Poku in the lineup this season, and his first, his his debut of sorts. Yes, he played last year, but there was an injury. Again, he had spent time with the national team, so he was away from the team. It was his first year, and there was still some feeling out. He, I think he's comfortable. And Bobby said... There's a lot more he could be doing. So whatever you saw, I mean, I was impressed with Poku in the lineup. And if he has a lot more to offer, then that, that's going to be fun fun to watch. Noah Jensen, who played the left side of the midfield, uh, Abubakar Sissoko, 
played more of that advanced uh, midfield role. And I mean, Alessandro Hojabapore, again, he's not a guy that's going to show up a ton on the score sheet, which sounds weird because he's maybe scored some of the biggest goals in league history. Um, when he scores, they're big goals um, and, and they're bangers. But Hojabapore is one of those guys. He's it, We're at a point now where if you're looking at this league in terms of holding midfielders, you have to, I mean, Ali, he, you have to put him in that elite category because he just, he's so consistent. He's so, so consistent from minute to minute. Um, and he can play the full 90 plus, and he's just that guy. I, I mean, he, he's he's the guy you want on your team, and, and again, he showed up there. So Noah Jensen, last year we talked about him a lot. Again, first year as a pro, he's been a captain everywhere he's played. There's something about him. He's just, he's got, he's wired different. He has the composure. He gets it. There's a professionalism there, wise beyond his years, and a guy that we saw last year in limited minutes because it was his first year and because this is such a loaded midfield when Noah Jensen did get in the lineup I mean he scored and he scored highlight real goals he's that game breaker that can play in any situation he can play box to box his work ethic his work rate is is unmatched he's going to be a fun guy to watch for years to come wherever he's playing hopefully it's with Forge even if it's not he's a guy you're going to keep uh, keep tabs on because I'm really Interested to see where that trajectory goes for him. Uh, but he'd scored a big goal, the tying goal for Forge FC. And let's go over the back line because that was another spot where we weren't quite sure what we were going to see. Some decisions had to be made. Uh, Kwesi Poku started at left back. Rama at right back. No, no. Uh, I mean, we, we probably guessed that that was coming, but Rama was his Rama self. And especially when you're playing against a team like Cavalry, who part of their tactic was, we can call them antics. I mean, more more than it. They wanted to slow the game down, which they did it within the rules. They didn't do anything wrong, but they played the style of game that's not a whole lot of fun to watch, and that's the point. They didn't want that to be a fun game for the fans. They didn't want Forge to be able to play their free-flowing, uh, you know, fast-paced style of play, and they slowed down, I, I mean, every, literally, every few minutes look around the field and there was a cavalry player down um and that was part of their that was it a lot of grabbing a lot of clutching again not fun to watch um it was a great game all all you know all being said but it's not fun to watch some of the, some of those antics but um it's a, it's strategy and it's within the roles and it works they they got a huge point out of out of hamilton but rama's a guy you want he's kind of an equalizer because he can he can match whatever you want to throw at Forge, Rama can match, uh, and he and he did again, and he's a great guy to have on the team, of course. The center back position, Mandrakar James, the newcomer, and uh, Alex Ashenyodianson, the reigning defender of the year, a midfielder, but really kind of a defender now. Um, I mean, he 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 was their best option. Bobby Smirniotis put his the, the the best lineup he thought. That would work for Forge. And clearly, we were wondering, is Ashton Yodianson going to return to the back line? And uh, yes, it was answered. He did. His, and he brought everything that he brought last year. It was fun seeing Mandrakar James in his debut with Forge FC. He brings an element of, especially if you, for Forge that do, so, you know, they're going to want to play out of the back, not all the time, because they do want to be going forward at all times. Uh, but when they do have to play out of the back, he's a guy that can do it as well as anyone. And it, we're, 
were kind of spoiled in Hamilton. I mean, let, let's be honest. The talent this team puts out game to game, it's unmatched anywhere in the league and it was on full display at Tim Hortons Field. And it'll be on full display again Tuesday night and Saturday. But let's talk about Tuesday against Laval. It's a semi-pro club. So you want it, a couple things come to mind when you, you hear that. Number one, I mean, this is a game Ford should win. But also, how do you prepare for a club that their games aren't, you know, always broadcast nationally or, or uh, a club you're not going to have a ton of tape on, not going to have the most in-depth scouting report. They're just the accessibility isn't quite there. So, and, I mean, for Laval, what a moment this is for them. I mean, you can expect a lineup of players, regardless of what their pedigree is, their background is. The lineup of players, the 11, they're going to be standing on the field at Tim Hortons Field, are going to be ready to empty the tank and play the games of their lives. This is a huge moment for them. And Forge, they have to be ready. They can't have a lull because all of a sudden, what if you do give up the first goal and, and you give Lavelle a little bit of added confidence and now you start feeling a little anxious and now you kind of divert from your game plan. It just, if you're Forge, you want to stay sharp. And at the end of the day, if Forge plays their game, they, they can't lose this game. If Forge play their game, they're not going to lose. I mean, that's not even a bold statement. That's just the reality um, of the two clubs and, and the leagues they play in and all those kinds of things. So Laval, a club you're probably not familiar with, neither was I, but they've been around for 50 plus years. There've been different variations, but as an organization, they've been around for a very long time, a lot longer than Forge have. They play in the Quebec Premier League, semi-pro league, as I mentioned. They finished in first place last year in the 12-team league with a 16-5-1 record. So this is a quality club. I mean, there's some talent here. And Forge's own Garvin Matusala played for the organization. So if a guy like Garvin played, you know there's quality. Also, um, Abu Bakar Sissoko, one of our, our favorite Forge players, his brother plays for Laval, um, Adama Sissoko. So that'll be kind of fun too. He'll be in town. It'll be a family reunion of sorts. So what does Forge have to do to secure three points against Laval? Key number one for Forge FC, make no mistake. I mentioned it a few moments ago. It has to be a virtually mistake-free match and not in a way. Here's the reality. A simplified game plan for Forge FC in the sense that now nothing what nothing about what Forge does is simple ever. But in, in Forge's world, their version of simple, it, it's just clean football. It's sharp passes. It's 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 not forcing what's not there, and it's not trying to do any solo-type efforts. It's playing as a team. It's moving the ball. It's making your runs. And it's playing a very simplified version of Forge's style. Because although it's tactically complex, there's a simplicity to it. And they're going to want to stick to it against Laval. Make no mistake. Key number two for Forge FC. Squad rotation. Keep the bodies fresh. Also, at the end of the day, you still have a league match coming up um, a few days after this one on Saturday. And you're playing the Wanderers. It's never an easy out against Halifax. So if you're Forge, and, and if you can work as many players into the lineup as possible, keep guys fresh, but also keeping them sharp and giving them some minutes, keeping the squad rotation, which 
I'm sure they're going to do. Um, that's going to be key for Forge. Keep it fresh. We don't know what the weather is going to be like. We know, as you know, it's been very hot in Hamilton recently. I had the genius idea of riding a, a bike to the game on, on Saturday. That not, not a good idea. Just showing up to a stadium uh, dripping with sweat. But it, and that's just me on a bike for for 15 minutes. So playing in it is a totally different. We don't know what the weather is going to be like. It might be humid. Regardless. Keep the players fresh. Squad rotation. Key number four, Jeff C. Key number three, control issues. This team, they they have control issues. But in this context, it's not an issue. They want to be in control. They want the control because that's when they're at their best. They don't even want the other team touching the ball uh, if, if it was up to them. And this is an opportunity to kind of tighten things up early in the year. It's it, The timing of it is actually great when you think about it. It's Early season, a good playing against a team like Laval, where it is a semi-pro club. Here's an opportunity now. What is it that makes Forge Forge? It's ball control, it's possession, it's getting possession up into that 58, 60% range like Forge would like to be. And uh, it's tough to give up a goal when you always have the ball. And that's part of Forge's game plan. So control issues, key number three for Forge FC. Now, Forge FC slash tickets, your opportunity. I mean, what a great Tuesday night, midweek. You can catch a couple hours of soccer. What's better than that at Tim Hortons Field? Get your tickets now. We'll see you there. Forge FC is prepared, and now you are informed. This has been Match Day Preview with Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.